Hello and welcome to Ready Gamer One, a podcast for video game news, retro gaming, and nerd culture. I'm your host, Ben Cornett. We'll start today's episode with our news rundown and then our lead discussion of the Nintendo Classic line and the hopeful future. Our episode music is listed in the episode description. Returning to Ready Gamer One this week is my buddy Josh Cross. Josh, welcome back. Hey, happy to be here again. I think. Yes. You think? Well, Josh, Josh is getting over uh, um, a little bit of a flu. Uh, my birthday was yesterday, so I'm. Uh, we'll say that I have a sinus infection. Oh, okay. Uh, in, That's in, what it in is. In lieu of any other thing that might have been happening. That's right. During the hours of 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Perfect. You just got a little sick for a little four hours or so. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Yeah, and I've been, I've been drinking a lot of water since. Good. <laughs> Uh, happy New Year! Welcome, welcome to 2018, everybody. Uh, Josh, how were the holidays for you? Oh, they were great. Uh, I got everything I wanted, I think, which was socks, because I really wanted socks. I got new socks. You're like that- my soulmate, or Patronus, or both. I love Christmas socks. I do too. They're great. That's how you know you're getting old. You want socks, and you actually get them, and you're happy when you get them. <laughs> Was this baby's first Christmas or was this baby's second Christmas? This is her first Christmas, so okay. that was fun too. That was it was cool to see her try to open gifts and then not really have any idea what's going on, but then everybody makes a big deal about it, so that's great because it was fun. Nice. Was there a Santa experience at all? No, not really, just because I don't think she would have really gotten that part of it and okay. because I'm kind of a, I'm a lazy parent, so I didn't really do anything. I feel like we didn't even put up the tree. <laughs> we didn't even put the tree up till like a few days before, and we literally didn't decorate it till the night before. So that's the kind of parent I am, I guess, it's turning out. I'm going to take your side on that because actually I feel as like for whatever the heck was going on this Christmas season – Christmas just came out of nowhere, and I feel that was that's a true statement for like everybody. I there's like two people I know that were like their Christmas trees were up like November first, and I'm like, because you people are insane. My Christmas tree wasn't even put out until I think it was like the week before, and my niece uh, she want she always likes to come over help me decorate. Mind you, this is a five year old, and when I asked her this year, I said, you know, do you want to come over and help me decorate? She said, yeah, you probably need it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I thought. Well, that that's great. That's that's wonderful. My my five year old has a better Freudian look on my life than I do. So that's <laughs> she recognizes your failures as an adult and knows you need to compensate by hiring a five year old to do your decoration for you. Exactly. I mean, she she is like the carbon copy of uh, my brother. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of, It is. I agree. I feel like Christmas was like, I was really excited because I actually put out, I put up my Christmas lights outside, like at, right after Thanksgiving. I was really excited. I'm like, yes, I'm going to do it good this year. I'm going to get everything done. And then like that day I had them all up and I had them strung and turned on and they look great. And then literally that day or like the day after they just, they all died. And the, I don't know something, they just like went out and I was just like, I'm done. And that was it. And I was just like, I give up for the rest of the year. I'm done. Yeah, actually, um, you know, with my parents, uh, they, you know, they travel, uh, you know, they're snowbirds, and uh, I was with them. I, they, they took me to dinner before I went out last night. I, it's, it's just been so cold. I, you know, f- viewers, Josh and I are based out in Michigan, and it's just, it's been frigid cold, like not normal temperatures. I mean, below zero for the past, like, 10 days. And I, I had told my parents, I said, aren't you guys happy you didn't put any outdoor decorations up this year? <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, they're, they're so used to being in warmer climates. I mean, th- th- this this is really hell for them. Yeah. That's what I'm irritated about now. Because not only do they not work, now I have to go outside in super cold weather and take them down. <laughs> yeah, so wait, just, wait till June, man. <laughs> <laughs> I might. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I'll just, I'll just leave them up till next year. That way I don't have to do it again. But they still won't work. So I really lose either way. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's hit our news. In only 10 months, the Nintendo Switch has become the fastest selling console in the United States. From March 2017 through December 2017, the Nintendo Switch has sold over 4.8 million units in America. 55% of Switch owners own The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and despite having only launched in October, 60% of Switch owners own Super Mario Odyssey. To say that the Switch has been a home run for Nintendo and two of its beloved IPs would be an understatement at this point. So there's a video going around I know uh, that showed an updated Switch menu that has been circulating over the few past few days. Uh, I think Go Nintendo actually said that they confirmed it as a fake. The menu actually looked like it was going to include some customizable backgrounds, item arrangements, folders, chat rooms. 
think the video in question, they pretty much confirmed that it's a fake. But you know, I guess maybe it could be, it could be a sign, I guess, of like things that, you know, are to come still for the Switch, I feel like. So I guess that's hopeful that even though it's not real, I feel like those are things that will definitely be included at some point. I mean, I think folders have to happen just because there's not enough room for those type of things, I feel like, because you really need those. Just because there's, I, I feel like I have like 20 games on my main screen. It's just it's just kind of annoying to have to scroll through all that stuff. So I feel like that might happen. It is, it's, it's very linear uh, to go that way. Uh, it, to me, the, the menu looked like um, kind of what they did for the 3DS menu with that update from a few years ago, which is now basically standard on all 3DS. It's basically like they've almost applied that but for like a Switch. And it looks really great. I like the fact that there was a customizable background. It was just the background was the uh, poster for uh, Breath of the Wild. The folder, there was like a multimedia folder, which had a Netflix logo, the Hulu logo, Twitch logo. I mean, and, and YouTube. And I'm not. OK, uh, well, clearly this is probably fake because I don't foresee them hitting all of those right off the bat. No. The YouTube app, I feel like um, they're having problems with that because I think what Nintendo's wanting to do, because now that you can record video, just 30 second video, I think Nintendo's kind of wanting to figure out how do they capitalize on that for their own network. You know, upload your videos to our stuff, not to YouTube. Right. They hate streamers. We all know that. That's absolutely true. Yeah, I feel like the one thing I see out of this list that I kind of I can't see Nintendo being okay with is chat rooms because I feel like they're so afraid of little little Billy getting you know hit on by a 80 year old man or something in a video game. So I can't imagine them being okay with chat rooms just because I mean to be able to like can't even talk basically in a basic game like Splatoon without going through these stupid ass backwards setup just to be able to even do a video game chat. I can't imagine them being okay with like an open chat room, but I guess I could be wrong about that. Boxers or briefs. That's right. On the one hand, I'm hopeful for the chat room kind of idea. Um, if it's a better organized party system, then yes, that's great. But the current way to do it through Splatoon, that's such a headache. And, and, and I think I think they know that. Um, so with any hope, that will be fixed and remedied. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that would be the honest and easy way to say that they would, they know that. And I, I think you're right. I think they do know it, that they realize that's horrible just because of all the feedback they've gotten. But I don't know that they care, honestly. I think for whatever reason, they're just so afraid to give people that ability to just talk in a video game is something so simple that we've been doing for the past 10 years in online gaming and yet they're just they don't want to do it for whatever reason yeah why talk when you can press the down button on the d-pad and say booyah through your that's little right thing. it's so much it's so much better in the long run when you think yeah. about it it's it's that's all you need really when i was at e3 and we were trying out uh, triforce heroes what an abomination that game was they got angry at us because we were talking to each other like out loud they're like no you're Good. supposed to use like the you're supposed to use the come on and all this i'm like no if i'm gonna play this game i'm gonna play it with three people in the room i'm saying no let's do it like this well then you're defeating the fun of the game fun <laughs> i think i'm defeating the frustrating part of the game i i love the idea that you would be in a room with three other people and the whole time you're playing a game and no one's talking to each yeah. other you're literally only communicating by the stupid in-game text and in-game chat i mean that's that's hilarious to me subway simulator 2018 coming soon. yeah exactly <laughs> everybody's just looking down just yep. <laughs> occasionally you glare at somebody when they failed a quest or something or did something bad and that's it yeah these other things too though like uh i mean these are backgrounds customizable backgrounds like having those icon arrangements i feel like these are things that are so simple and so basic mm -hmm. that um it's kind of weird that they haven't been in place by now it makes yeah. me wonder if they'll ever be in place if they haven't already put them in i can't be that hard to throw out some sort of patch or system update where you just a super simple basic way to organize your stuff seems really easy to do it and it makes me wonder why they haven't done it yet i i, I think that they will um i mean look at how successful it's been on the 3ds i mean it's a, like a dollar 99 to download themed right themes uh i think running on mine right now i have i think i have the metroid one running on mine right now um but i have a skyward sword one i have i think i had a hyrule warriors one even on the uh 3ds so i would not be surprised to see that i mean that's just a little extra money in, in their pockets so yeah it's just, it's just strange to me that they haven't done any of that yet like why is it taking so long for them to do it but yeah 
Well, let's talk about uh, the classics, man. Uh, today on Ready Gamer 1, we're going to discuss Nintendo's classic, or the mini-series, as everyone knows them as. Well, as of April 2017, Nintendo has sold over 2.3 million units of the NES Classic, uh, which was the first in the classic series. Um, and they had games in it, you know, like Super Mario Bros. 1, 2, and 3, Legend of Zelda, Tecmo Bowl, Dr. Mario, Kid Icarus, Castlevania, and then there's a bunch of other ones, too. So, you know, the classic is kind of a nostalgia item. It was, at first, it was impossible to get your hands on. I still have not been able to get one. I wanted one when it came out. I still haven't got one. Uh, <laughs> even though they had sold, you know, 2.3 million units per sold. It was a gold mine for eBay, man. Yeah, it was. <laughs> all those scalpers making tons of money. Which is despicable. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. That was probably the most frustrating part about the release was that the they did not understand their demand. And it's like, really? You're going to release right. something that people are going to go nuts over? Yeah, it's stupid. I don't understand it. Uh, obviously, there's an overnight success when they released it. Basically, you couldn't even get them. And then, you know, they followed up by, you know, launching an SNES Classic. At this point in time, you know, it came with it came with two controllers, then SNES. And it actually had, you know, obviously everybody knows Star Fox 2, yeah. which was, at that point in time, had never seen an actual release. Yeah. And, you know, actually, I've yet to really fire that up on my SNES Classic. I, I, really? I played the first level of Star Fox to unlock it, and I was like, yeah, we're going to play Super Mario RPG. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to falter for that. I mean, that's just that's a, such a fun game to play. And I, I am not a big fan of, like, uh, turn-based gaming like that, but, man, I loved Super Mario RPG. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite games of all time, for sure. And the uh, the SNES Classic is actually uh, it's closing in on the 2.3 million of the uh, NES. There there are over two million units sold already of that, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, honestly, when you think about that. They've already almost caught up to the NES, but I guess I'm not very surprised because I mean I think overall I feel like the games were stronger that they released on the SNES than maybe the NES, but that's just, yeah I don't know. Uh, anyway, so the uh, they increased SNES Classic sales or a production for it, and they still were unable to meet the demand for the NES Classic, even though I know they've confirmed that they're going to re-release it or reproduce it later this year. Uh, I don't know that that's been given a time yet. I heard, I thought I heard maybe summer, but I don't know if that's been confirmed or anything yet. Yeah, I feel Reggie fils may had said that they were aiming for a spring or summer uh, hit time for, for sales, which is great. Um, I would love... Uh, actually, I would love to get my hands on uh, a Famicom uh, classic. Yeah. There are a couple different games that were not released to us here in America, um, so I would like to get the Japanese version of the uh, of the Super Fam- or the uh, well, yeah, the Super Famicom, of course, but the uh, the Famicom classic too. Yeah, the Famicom looks so much cooler, in my opinion, than the yeah the American NES. It's that sleek uh, kind of gold and rose co- uh, like uh, maroon coloring. That was like yeah. classic to them. I mean, nothing wrong with what ours looks like. But. No, no, but it's, it looks cool. I feel like when you compare it, I, I think they looks cooler when you look at the two of them. But yeah. and I mean, it's I'm been used... successful across the world. I mean, uh, Europe was going nuts. Uh, so the, the European uh, SNES Classic that released with the color coded uh, button, like the uh, green, blue, yellow, and red. Um, whereas you know here in the states, we only got the purple and gray. Yeah, I like I like that those colors. I don't know. I'm kind of torn between that because I do like the different colors on the on like the Euro S- SNES, and uh, but I I guess I'm just for the I like the weird purple and the because does do they have the concave buttons on the Euro one? Are they or is just the American version that's concave? Uh, you know, I think it's just the American one that's concave. And so I, I thought that's what it was, but I'm not 100 percent sure. And I feel like even though I like the probably the different colors better, I don't know what it is about those concave buttons, man. They just feel so much better the press than this, the rounded buttons to me. Yeah, yeah. It's kind I, of well, weird. I think the but... A and B on the SNES Classic for us in the States, I think those are rounded. I think the Y and X are concave. Right, yeah. It's just those two buttons that are concave. But I don't know. I just like that, that differ, the different feel between those two, that aesthetic. Not aesthetic, but like... Uh, I know it's a tactile feel between those two. Yeah, well, it was easy to find your, your button controlling. You know, yeah, we're able to figure it out a lot easier. Yeah. So the you know obviously the NES Classic, the SNES Classic, they they've been wildly successful for Nintendo. Uh, so that that's really what we want to talk about today is obviously it since it's been successful, that's great. But 
Nintendo has been renewing a lot of patents that they hold on their material. Now, as a company, as a technology company, obviously you want to renew your patents so other people can't reproduce your stuff. That's that's understandable. But when they do these things after such um, odd timing, it seems like, uh, like specifically the N64 controller patent, the Game Boy original Game Boy patent has those both were renewed pretty close to each other recently. And it just has people wondering, okay, is there a Game Boy Classic on its way? And is there an N64 Classic on the way? Because logically, it would have made sense for the Game Boy Classic to be released um, in between the NES and the SNES based on release date. Now, obviously, we're talking about now making a mobile um, uh, platform. Because to me, the only way that uh, you could make a home console for the Game Boy Classic would be if you did it a little bit. You remember... The Super Nintendo cartridge where you could put your Game Boy games in. Super Game Boy. Yep. Super Game Boy, man. And uh, I, I used to always love to do that. And I always would put the theater uh, background. Oh, out, yeah. Out there. So I was like, uh, you know, I'm playing like Zelda. Uh, and I'm like, ah, yes, it looks like a Zelda movie now. Um, so it would be hard almost to to do that um, unless they find a way to do it with battery operation and whatnot, which would, would be great and fun. Um but to me, obviously, the the next in line is going to be the N sixty four classic, and that is just going to be incredible. Yeah, I hmm, I'm trying to think about just the idea of like a Game Boy Classic, and I I I'm pretty sure you're right. I think they are going to do it. I just don't really. I feel like they're going to do this, and I I don't really understand if there's going to be a real demand for it, honestly. Yeah, if they do a mobile version of it, like you're saying, and 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 then, and, then, and I feel like it brings up a lot of questions because, like, do you release it with those horrible monochrome green and you know black colors? Yeah. Like, are you going to do that in 2018? You're going to release a system <laughs> that literally has two colors, and one of those colors is green, and one of the other colors is basically a different variation of green and black. Yeah, I don't. I mean, really, are people going to pay for that in 2018? I don't. I mean, I guess the nostalgia factor is there, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if 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 they're gonna go that route, I would go with the Game Boy Color. Yeah, you know, obviously start there. But yeah, you're 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 absolutely right. Um, the the Game Boy Classic to me, it's it sounds like a novel idea, but I don't. To me, I don't think that one would sell nearly as well. As no, I don't main, think so either. Mainstay console. You know, a coworker and I were talking about this, and he said, "Well, do you think they would do the GameCube?" And I thought, "Well, the GameCube is really supposed to be kind of hitting virtual console status." for the switch. So I, I would hate for them to try to make a GameCube mini, which first of all would be funny because the GameCube itself is pretty small. <laughs> so we're going to make a GameCube only one eighth its size, but I mean, yeah. you could do that. I mean, the process, I mean the, the, the chip size in a s- smartphone <laughs> is better than what was in a GameCube. Right. I just, yeah. And so do you keep the form factor the same for the Game Boy classic? Because I mean, it's kind of terrible. I'm not going to lie. Like the old yeah. Game Boys are huge. Like it's cool at the time, obviously, but I mean, so you shrink it down, but then what, do you increase the screen size or you still make it that whatever it is, it's like an inch and a half or two inch screen size. You're going to tell me people are going to pay for that in 2018. Yeah. And that's, you're, you're, you're bringing up points as to why I think it doesn't make sense. Um, it, it's, it's a great idea for deep, deep loving Nintendo nostalgia fans, but the, that market is not nearly there like it was for the NES Classic or the SNES Classic. I mean, the, my parents wanted to get an NES Classic because they saw so many games that they remembered playing with us as children. You know, when we were children, and um, I mean, my mom, um, she she was like the best at playing Dig Dug and Miss Pac Man and uh, Donkey Kong, and she actually, she, when she saw that Doctor Mario was on the end, uh, the Nintendo NES Classic, she was like, I I want one of these. I want to be able to play that game again. <laughs> and, and I think that's that's part of it, too, is that people have these um, nostalgia remembrance of, like, yeah, the old games they played for NES or SNES. And, I and I, I mean, I get that. Some people have that for Game Boy 2, I'm assuming. But, like, when I think back of, like, my favorite past childhood games, uh, I don't know that any of them are actually on the Game Boy. I like the Game Boy. I played it all the time. It was probably the first Nintendo system I had, if I remember right, or console. or It's not a release system. It's handheld, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't really – I can't – like, thinking back of, like, games that really stood out in my mind, like, I don't know that there are that many, other yeah. than maybe, like, Pokemon, obviously. Yeah, but. the Pokemon series, Link's Awakening, and 
Castlevania. That was about it for me. Yeah. I liked Mario Land 2 a lot. Um, oh, those were pretty good, actually. The the Mario games, and actually the Wario games were pretty good, too. Oh, yeah. I actually love Wario Land and Kirby's Adventure, uh, Tetris, obviously. I mean, I guess if you're, I guess you're going to make a list of games that would probably be on it. Those were probably some of the games I would include on it. I, just, I mean, the design would... Uh, this is the, the design I would do. I would turn it into basically a console that has plugs for my NES Classic controller. Okay. Number one, if they're going to put the NES Classic back in production, then the NES controller is going to come back into play. The NES gamepad is the same as what was used on the Game Boy. It's just an A and a B button and the D-pad was start and select. Um, so there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, we'll just run the cord into your Game Boy, have the Game Boy connected to the TV. Now, again, that's still going to bring the issue of we only have so many colors and are people going to sit there and play that on a TV all day? Right. That, to me, is a step going in the better direction for uh, a marketing purpose. Honestly, I think you released this. I don't see you selling this for more than $40, honestly. I no. can't. I would not pay more than $40 for this. I would. I mean, I have a hard time justifying. I still haven't bought an SNES Classic, but in my mind, I had a hard time even justifying if I found one spending $80 for it, considering yeah. I have all the games already, and you can emulate on them and anything. Not that I'm We're, we're to- not advocating for emulation. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's just... I don't know. It's hard time for me that it's hard. It would be very, very hard for me to spend to reason spending more than forty dollars for something that if it still had two colors and I could only play it by myself if it didn't yeah. have any type of multiplayer ability. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's true. I mean, there there were two player games on the NES Classic. There are two player games on the SNES Classic. I mean, and the SNES Classic comes with an extra controller, right? That justifies it a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I, that, I, that justifies the price. Also, the fact that there's a brand new game. I mean, there's, mm-hmm, I love the fact that it is registered that in 2017, the Super Nintendo has a brand new released title. I think that's so fascinating. Yeah, it is that it got that they even did it. I mean, that they made it and released it. That's not. It's very a very Nintendo move for them to do that. I feel yeah. like. I mean, the, the, for all intents and purposes, the game was done. It just they were like, nah, we're not going to release this to the Super Nintendo back in the 90s. And now they have found the time to do that, which is great. And that makes me wonder, because there are some games for the N64 that we know were in development that never saw the light of day that were probably pretty close to being, you know, finalized that maybe we may or may not see on the N64 Classic if they do that, which I'm hopeful for. But you did say something. I want to segue to the N64 discussion now. Regarding emulation, you know, back in college when, you know, I, I was a deep, deep, you know, lover of piracy and you know yeah everything should be free um not that i don't think that anymore but i also (laughs) understand uh you know my audience um i i have a friend that has made a um a raspberry pi machine and uh he has all the systems emulated into it and they all play very well except for n64 yep the emulation for N64 ROMs is so laggy, and that has been true for years. So, and and, and I'm trying to remember. Like, I mean, I actually I, I booted up an N64 and played GoldenEye, and then I remember playing GoldenEye on this Raspberry Pi, and I thought, okay, I know that GoldenEye gets laggy when there's like a bunch of explosions and stuff. Like, I mean, everybody loves you know to get the rocket launchers and then gangbang on one person in particular, and then just like it lags the screen so bad for everybody. Um, but it's um, it, it's so much more laggy on a Raspberry Pi. So that to me is probably the hump that they have to jump uh, or to figure out the next move is how do they make the N64 games not laggy on a reduced size? Yeah, and I I honestly don't know how they're going to do this. If you've had, I mean, granted, you're going to have actual developers, people working on this, I'm assuming. The Nintendo's going to put hopefully some of their top people on it, but you've had, you know, emulation de- developers been working on this for the past at least I feel like 10 years this has been an ongoing thing where they've trying to get the 64 to work and it's still there's a handful of games that it still does not work well on there's some games that you can emulate fine without issues but then there's like you know at least like a handful of games that it is either a they just can't you can't even play them when you try to load them in, into a, an emulator or like you're saying they just run like crap 
Yeah. I, and so, I mean, I guess I don't know how they would fix that. I don't, I mean, hopefully Nintendo has access to those actual chips and it's not, I mean, I don't even, I mean, not to say that I know anything about emulation or the process of it, which I don't, mm-hmm. but I'm saying if they had had the actual access to that actual original software, somehow they would have a way to maybe be able to transfer that over easily rather than someone taking apart pieces of it and essentially trying to emulate it, like what's been done recently. Yeah. Has, um, that's the thing too, though, because you're bringing up things like, you know, FPS drops and stuff like that, which... um. In general, even without, I mean, even if you had, if you had fixed those problems with the emulation problems, you're still going to have that just because that is the time. I mean, the 64, I feel like in my opinion, I have, obviously I have great love of those games, but then I've gone back and I've tried to play some of them and some of those games have not aged well. Um, Yeah, that's very true. It was very much a transition time, I feel like, for video gaming since we were trying, they were trying to transition from, you know, making the 2D jump over from 2D to 3D, essentially. And because of that, I feel like some of those games have just, you play them now and it's just, it's almost hard to play some of them just because they do not, they, like I said, they've done us not, have, they've not aged well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to me, the, the standout uh, games that went from 2D to 3D were obviously Super Mario 64 and both of the Zelda titles on the N64. Um, to me, the the Kirby title didn't really work that well for me as a uh, as a 64 title or in in, in 3D. Um, Star Fox 64. I mean, now that game worked because it was uh, it was a little bit 3D ish on on the SNES, but it was w- the textures and everything else. It was way less polygon and way more. Um, enhanced environment and you know to me star fox 64 is almost a staple game for uh for that console yeah yeah i think you i mean i think star fox 64 is one of the games that i feel like because it's star fox i mean it doesn't it's star fox or star fox honestly it doesn't matter kind of what system you play on unless you're playing something like crazy like star fox adventures or something where it just completely breaks the norm but um i mean i think that's a game that i think still holds up probably if you played it Mm -hmm. uh I mean, Mario 64 is one of my favorite games, probably, if not my favorite game of all time. But, I mean, I just, when you play it now, I mean, there's still, I feel like there's problems in that game that I just, at the time, you didn't think anything of it because obviously it's it's the first of its kind. But playing it now, today, in 2018, there's just problems with things like camera angles, things like that. I mean, yes. Just things that. The water levels. The water (laughs) levels in in, in Mario 64 and. Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie, because yeah. uh, I mean th- those were two other good games for the N sixty four too. Um, but th- the water controlling with camera angling in both of those games is terrible. And actually, that's probably really my only complaint about Ukulele, which is uh, made by Playtonic Games, which is basically uh, a, a break off of Rare and, and these people that created Banjo Kazooie and all these really good games that we all grew up with. Um, so in ukulele, when you're in water, it's just like it's, it's the same as it was in Banjo Kazooie. The camera angling is a little bit more smooth. It's almost like a reverse of the control, and it's like that's just not how it should be. Yeah, um, and then, I mean you're talking, and everybody has like you're saying, you know, everybody has such a love for GoldenEye, or has such great remembrances of yes. back in the day. Four people in a room playing that game. If you play that game today now. It's almost unplayable, honestly. Yeah. I um I mean like you're saying like those FPS drops are crazy when you play with four people and there's explosions. Like like ten frames a second basically. Yep. And playing with the original sixty four controller is horrible for actually aiming and doing anything like that. Yeah. Like using the C stick the C buttons to aim, you know, left or right or look up and down. I mean, at the time you don't know any better, but I mean, now playing modern shooters, it's just it's it's hard to play. It really is. Yeah, it, it's it's hard to go back to some of those FPS games on an N64 uh, with today's modern handheld uh, controller in your hand. And you're like, uh, how how do I go back to playing this game? Because it, it does. It takes you a second to get reacclimated to it. Um, one of my favorite things about um, uh, about uh, Nintendo was that they really developed what would become the standard uh, for the controllers across the board for today. And that really kind of started with the GameCube controller. Um, right. You know, that, that was a really well-designed controller um, that, that fixed a lot of the problems from the N64. But what games would you put on, on the N64 classic? 
Well, I think some of the games we've already mentioned, I think Mario 64 is on there. I think Ocarina Time is on there. <sighs> so here's my grievance about putting the Zelda games on there. Okay. First of all, there's nothing wrong with them. They're wonderful games. They deserve to be on there. They absolutely do. They were uh, huge, huge sellers. Um, they both have been remade for the 3DS, and they and and both 3D remakes have been beautiful. They've actually enhanced the 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 gameplay. They've made that game that was a fun adventure game. They've made that game more fun uh, through through this uh, uh, upgrade, and it's it's great to have on your 3DS. Um, to go back and play it on the N64 though, I mean, that, that's been something even for me. Cause when I had it on my 3ds and then I was like, well, let's just play, you know, Ocarina of Time. It just, it still brings back the nostalgia, but the controlling on the N64 controller for it is, is troublesome when I've been so used to playing it with the 3ds, which has a better gamepad setup. to me. I would put one of the Zelda titles on there. I would not put both. I don't think, yeah, I don't think you put both either. I mean, you're saying, your argument, and I, I agree with it, I'm not saying, you're saying basically there's better ways to play these games, but I don't, I mean, I think you can yeah, say that about... Super Mario, Super Mario 64 DS. Yeah, you can say that about probably the existence of probably all these classic systems, though, that's the thing, because how many times have they released all these games? A million times on a million yeah. different platforms. So, I mean, I get it, but... Yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of, in my opinion, it kind of that's a blanket statement that kind of applies for the whole system as a whole. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think you put Ocarina at a time. I don't know that I don't think you put Majora's Mask on just because I don't think it was as wide. There was not as much as wide acclaim as it was. Ooh, I know. Careful, that's, some, those are dangerous some, words. I know. To say in this I know. Universe. Some some people will say they like Majora's Mask better than Ocarina Time. I did it, but um, I mean, it's uh, the the gameplay mechanic, the time mechanic was annoying. For me, I thought the story was delightful. I thought, oh my gosh, this is a really dark game. This is like the end of times, and this is terrifying. Um, it, it's actually, there was a wonderful essay I read uh, years ago that uh, likened Majora's Mask to the uh, what the seven stages of uh, grief, like uh, <laughs> depression, bargaining, and all that. And it's like, and like, it is really, really well done. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, to me, um, that uh, if you're going to put these bigger games onto a smaller system, and, and, and it's all going to be built in, either you need the the system's either going to get super expensive to accommodate all these different games, or let's just say put one of one of these good sequel games on here. So you know, Ocarina of Time versus Majora's Mask. I'd take Ocarina of Time any day. Yep. Um, Mario Party Three over Mario Party. Ooh, not Mario Party Two. Uh, I, well, actually, you know what? That's that's fair. I take Mario Party Two or Mario Party Three over Mario Party. Oh yeah, I agree with that. But in my opinion, yeah, I I think two or three are definitely better than one. I think two is stronger than three, in my opinion, just because I I like the games better in two. But that's probably that's kind of subjective. Um, Mario Kart sixty four. Yeah, that's I think be is on there. there. Uh, I think Smash Bros is on there. Yeah, yeah, that that would have to be on there. The, the, there are two that I would have to say. I mean, and again, this is where I would not say put Banjo Tooie on there because Banjo Tooie was not as good as Banjo Kazooie. Um, the problem is, uh, it was published. This game was published by Nintendo. It was not developed by Nintendo because it was developed by Rare, which is not owned by Microsoft. And Rare released Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie on Rare Replay, right? Along with that third terrible, terrible. Nuts and bolts. Yeah, it's horrible. What a Garbage. Bad game. Um, Goldeneye again was a uh, was a rare release. Donkey Kong sixty four. Now I believe is um, with Donkey Kong making its way on the uh, SNES. Uh, Nintendo actually hold because they own the character of Donkey Kong. I believe that they could release Donkey Kong sixty four. So if Banjo Kazooie is not able to be released, at least we would have basically the same game. <laughs> I. I don't think I want Donkey Kong 64 on my 64 because that game is trash. It is. Uh, it's a little ridiculous. I mean, to me, I got so far into that game and I was like, you know what? This is just, I'd rather be playing Banjo-Kazooie again. <laughs> I'd rather just be, and, and I'd rather be playing Mario 64 than any of those games, honestly. Yeah. Now, now, here's one for me that I absolutely, uh, the one that they could absolutely release, regardless of of St Disney owning all of Star Wars, uh, Nintendo and Factor Five released one of the best series 
of Star Wars games, and that starts with Star Wars uh, Rogue Squadron. Yeah. Uh, to me, that game would need to be on that system. That was an amazing Star Wars game. It was an amazing space battle game. Um, but the one that I would be concerned about, because it's owned by LucasArts, uh, which is now all owned by Disney, is I would love Shadows of the Empire to be on the N64. That was an amazing game. Shadows of the Empire is probably if one of, if not my favorite Star Wars games, next to maybe KOTOR and Dark, oh, Dark Forces 2, it's oh. probably Shadows of the Empire. Dark Forces um, 2, oh man. These, the, see, I hate that Electronic Arts has the jeopardy of Star Wars titles because we're losing out on amazing games. Yeah, those are yeah. So I I I I recognize that Rogue Squadron is probably a better game than Shadows. I just like Shadows of the Empire better, and I would like to see that place. I would I'd probably like I would rather have that probably over the Rogue Squadron, mm-hmm. just because I feel like at the time, I mean, that was such an original story, and it was weird that it was on a console. Like all she had when that came out was you had the book obviously that the game was based on, but then you had this game that. It was kind of like it was a story no one had ever heard unless you had read the book and you're really a big Star Wars fan. Yeah. But that was like the only way you could even get that story was on a video game console, which is so weird to me. Yeah, I mean, that, that story is great um, for those Star Wars fans that are uh, anyone who is a Star Wars fan has never heard of Shadows of the Empire. Uh, the story takes place in between uh, episodes uh, five and six. So it's um, a little bit of The Empire Strikes Back uh, and then right before The Return of the Jedi. So uh, it's a really, really great story about uh, basically Vader kind (laughs) of Vader almost screws himself a couple times in this uh, and in the book. Um, But it's it's really, really good. Uh, Have you ever read the book? I have read the book. Yeah, that's a good. Oh, yeah. You know what? You you and uh, Andrew used to read uh, the Star Wars books, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I've read a lot of the extended universe stuff now that none of that matters anymore. Now that it's basically. (laughs) yeah now but uh let's see what else um do you put any of the mario sport games on here do you put golf or tennis on here yeah i I, i'd put probably mario golf on there i thought mario golf was good uh the mario tennis games um they've always been hit or miss for me now there was one mario sports game that i did like and it was only i don't remember them having an n64 but there was um it was a soccer game, uh, Mario sh- uh, Soccer Shooters, Mario Shooter Stars, or something like that. It was on uh, the GameCube. Yeah, and I, I liked that. Uh, it's, but it's bad to say that you like a game you can't even remember the name of the game. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, actually, this is this is going to probably sound a little out there, but um, at that time, at the time of release for the N sixty four, pro wrestling was at its peak. Like it was in the uh, WWF's, uh, well now the WWE's Attitude Era, right? Um, and they released so many games for that. And I think, I, like, I remember my brother and I, we we bought, I think it was Attitude, or one of the the games where you could customize a character, and that's all we would do is customize these characters, and and just watch chaos unfold. So. Yes, you're right, and there was a bunch of wrestling games at the time. Uh, I will argue that WWF No Mercy for the Nintendo 64 is the best wrestling game that's ever been made, and that, other than maybe, like, Fire Pro Wrestling, if you're into those type of games, mm. but I, I'm actually a pretty big, re- I'm an in-the-closet wrestling fan, I don't tell people that, uh, for obvious reasons, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, and so I've played a lot of different wrestling games, and I, I still feel like No Mercy is... Easily one of the best wrestling games ever made. And I feel like that should be on this console. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be. It would actually be in the end. But I feel like it, it has a place just because it is recognized as, as a rec- in the wrestling community as basically one of the best wrestling games ever made. Yeah, I, it's, uh, it was just it was a different time back then, man. And, uh, I mean, there would be like, okay, let's stop playing GoldenEye. Let's, let's, put, let's put wrestling in. And let's just create characters. I mean, that that's how some Friday and Saturday nights would be, you know, as a teenager. Like, that was just, it was just screwing around, doing stupid stuff like that. Um, the one game I don't want to see on here is Superman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Why? Uh, because that game is trash. <laughs> Come on now. And if you guys do not know what I'm talking about, let me, let me just help you out here. Go to YouTube. 
type in Superman 64 and, and just enjoy the results because you're going to see nothing but people like losing their minds playing that game. It's, it is funny. It's a funny game. It's like Silver Surfer for the NES. It's just, oh my gosh. Like to me, that that is like the only way. Like if I were trying to make a bet with somebody that I knew, I was like, okay, fine. Here's the only surefire way I'm ever going to win a bet. Uh, if you can beat NES's Silver Surfer or N64 Superman... I will pay you a million dollars. You know, they, 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 that's how extreme you could be with it, but because you're guaranteed to not ever have to pay up. And it's just a horrible game to play. Yeah, it no is. one would want to play. So terrible. And it's like it had such good potential. Um, did they release a Batman game on the N64? Was, was there like a Batman anime? No, that was on GameCube, wasn't it? I don't think there was a Batman game on 64 that I can remember. I don't think so. Speaking of the games that didn't transition very well, Castlevania did not transition very well into the 3D world. Uh, Castlevania 64 was terrible. It was really bad. I remember playing it, and it was really bad. I was really excited to get it, and then it was just bad. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking over all, all the... I mean, there are there were a lot of uh, release games. Spider-Man. Do I remember Spider-Man for the N64? Was that good? No, it wasn't. I remember Oh, it. no. You know what? That was a bad game. That was based on the animated series. Yep, yep. The Fox animated series. Yep. Um. So, what Pokemon games are on here? Because you're obviously going to have at least one Pokemon game. And I almost would think they would almost put... Snap was on there, I believe. Yeah, um... so I guess, do you do do you do Pokemon Stadium? Do you do Snap? Do you do something horrible like uh, <laughs> the Puzzle League or whatever it is? I would I would probably put Stadium on here. I think I think Stadium or Snap are probably... Well, actually, knowing Nintendo, they, they'd probably put both on there. But I don't think they would put, like, Puzzle League. No. <laughs> I think... Yeah, I think you're right. I think they do... They probably do Snap, which was not a good game. And then they probably do po- Pokemon League oh, or... Starcraft. Stadium. That's what I meant. Now, StarCraft yeah. was not super great on the uh, on the 64, but for it being a port from a PC game to a console, it wasn't terrible. It actually was pretty playable as a, as a console game. Uh, of course, I'd get like through two missions. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's just go play it on the computer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a game I feel like it has. That, that actually has a high level of nostalgia, I think, for some people that have played it on the console on 64. I don't think that it has enough wide, wide array of appeal enough to put it on a 64 classic but it's an interesting idea i would definitely put pilot wings on there pilot wings 64 that was uh probably the best pilot wings ever yeah yeah i think that probably should be on here i don't i don't love it but yeah i, I recognize that it's probably the best iteration in the series. i mean i used to love blast corp so again that's a rare game which i don't think they're going to be able to get back i would love to see that i love blast corp what about bomberman 64 See, I'm not a big fan of Bomberman. I didn't like it on the NES. So I, I just, it was never one of those go-to games. But um, the 64 had a couple multiplayer modes, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it had, um, I mean, it had obviously the regular battle mode, which I can remember. Because I think it came out pretty early in the game, in the console's release. So I remember my cousin had it, and we played it a lot. And like the three of us played it with my co- I played with like two of my cousins and so mm-hmm. I have fond memories of it of it but I mean yeah I don't think it was a good game by any means and then like racing games other racing games I would probably put um uh, uh wavelength or <laughs> wavelength that's that's work talking uh wave race <laughs> yeah wave race I think that's on there <laughs> nice what about blitz NFL blitz Everybody oh, you know what? That. Yeah, Blitz deserves to be on here. That that was a fun game. That was basically like the NBA Jam of the NFL series for uh, football games. Yeah, I feel like it might be on here. I think there's a possibility you'd put it. Um, I had one other one I was going to mention or add. I can't remember. I love Gauntlet Legends, but I don't think that's going to be on here. Gauntlet no, Legends kind of obscure. Yeah. The South Park games were pretty good for the N64. They were fun. I remember playing one of those. But I, again, with that being from Acclaim, uh, I don't see that making its way to the no. uh, classic. So, okay, I have two more that I would recommend that I don't think they'd actually put on. Uh, the first being Harvest Moon 64. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. And then maybe in like a Japanese version, <laughs> they would do it. The Japanese 64 <laughs> classic. The other one would be Mystical Ninja 64. Mystical Ninja. I don't think I ever played that. You never played... Have you played any of the Mystical Ninja games? Uh, no, they're not... 
that's just not registering in my head. What? You never played Missile Ninja like Gomon? Nope. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is this is a, a brand new game to me. I, I explain it to me like I'm five. <laughs> well, basically, you play as this guy named Gomon. He's a little ninja guy, and you go around and you fight guys with a pipe. With a pipe. Yes, with a pipe. L- like a like. Colonel Mustard in the study with with the lead pipe or like a hey let's put some tobacco in this pipe. No, like a lead pipe. Like it's like a little pipe. It's got it's like a little curved pipe and you fight guys with it. And then you get like health power-ups and you eat rice and it's great. What what makes it m- mystical? That you're fighting guys with a pipe and you're eating rice balls. This sounds like a terrible Dragon Ball Z episode. No, it's great. It really is. It's great. <laughs> it's got it's got a huge cult following. People love it. Um, yeah, I just had to find it. And, um, I, I remember seeing the card, like the, uh, the, that, that box and the box art, but, uh, no, I, I never played that. Um, so, so the question I would ask here is that if Nintendo, which, I mean, it's almost like a, a guarantee, but we, we can't say that it is. Um, if Nintendo does the N64 classic, wouldn't it just be fun to see Sony release a PlayStation classic? Especially if Nintendo figures out how to handle uh, the lagginess, because I mean that was a problem on the on, on the PlayStation. But that would be fun to kind of reignite the second era of the console wars. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. I don't know that they would do it. Well, I mean, I guess they're saying how much money that Nintendo's printing at this point. Yeah. They basically are just making money hand over fist with these systems. So I mean, I guess I could see them maybe jumping on the bandwagon in that sense. But to me, Sony didn't have nearly as many exclusive uh, IPs. I mean, they had Crash, they had Spyro, and uh, Medieval. Um, not to say that those weren't good games; they're they're great games. I mean, I would I would absolutely. I mean, actually, I, I've I've been thinking about picking up the uh, the Crash Bandicoot. Um, what was just released? Um, War. Yeah, the trilogy warped yeah. or whatever it is. I forget what it's called. Yeah, I, I I've been wanting to get that because you can get it on the Xbox. Um, so I've been I've been thinking about wanting to do that, but I don't know. It would be interesting to see how Sony and Microsoft are going to re- react. I mean, Microsoft doesn't p- play into this yet because they didn't really come around until uh, the GameCube and PS2 era. Um, and I certainly think that once we get to the GameCube kind of timing. It, it doesn't make sense to make that anymore because that is almost too soon. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, so it, it could be a while before we, we end up seeing that kind of uh, nostalgia. Um, then again, I don't know. I, I, I see people on, on the nostalgia subreddit that will post things that were like, that's nostalgia to them from like five years ago. And I don't know, maybe that's me just being the seven-year-old man like, get off my lawn, but no, that's not nostalgia. Like, show me a clip of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. That's nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Every I episode don't of Stranger Things, that's nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I don't know that PlayStation... I, I guess, yeah, I feel like that's the biggest argument for the, for them for against it, is that people have such fond memories of these Nintendo consoles. Yeah. But... I don't know that people have that same memory at this point in time for PlayStation. Nintendo has always been the uh, the family console, right? right? I mean, and, and some people think that's a weakness. Uh, to me, any modern gamer cannot... I find it hard for them to be able to tell me, well, no, I've never played a Nintendo game in my life. I find that hard to believe. Somewhere down the line, you had to cut your teeth with a controller uh, of some kind on a Nintendo system or playing a Nintendo-related game. Yeah, I agree. And I, I guess it's because the other thing, too, is like with PlayStation, I mean, I guess you could say that about all these systems, but they've re- they've released all those games. You can play most all those games now on like on PS Now or whatever it is on the network. Yeah. Where you base- and so I don't know that there's really a, a reason to recreate that right and that's the same with the xbox i mean with this new uh the xbox library or whatever you can go back to getting games from the original xbox now to me i've yet to find buffy the vampire slayer which to me i know people are like wow what a what a crappy game that was no actually that game was out of control awesome um it used the cast from the show with everyone except uh sarah michelle geller which to me um 
I found it very hard that that wasn't Sarah Michelle Gellar providing the voice because um, it sounded just like her. Uh, but the story was neat. It was set in between a couple episodes and a, uh, during like the second or third season of the show. And it was just, it was really cool um, to, to see that game. Um, but yeah, en- enough about Buffy. <laughs> Your nerd is showing. Uh, of course it is. My, my, my Whedon loyalty. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, to me, I, I think, I think the N64 is, is all but on its way to being confirmed. Uh, the Game Boy Classic could be neat depending on how they do it. Um, again, it's just not going to hit the numbers that I, I think they think it might, which is a very Nintendo move. Oh, well, we didn't make enough for the NES, but let's go ahead and do the Game Boy and, you know, then sell that for like 10 bucks in the bargain bin in like <laughs> 10 months. Yay. <laughs> You know, they they get cocky about things that they shouldn't get cocky about sometimes. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) That's going to be it for this episode of Ready Gamer 1. Be sure to continue to follow us on iTunes, Google Play Music, and SoundCloud. And leave us some comments and ratings and love and all that other fun, fuzzy stuff. Visit GameLust for video game news and reviews. They promise the sticky stuff that's on your controller, it's just soda. www.gamelust.com Keep up with all the fun Nintendo memes on the Hyrule Herald social media and chat with our friends over at Nintendo Holics. Until next time, I'm Ben Cornett along with Josh Cross, and this has been Ready Gamer One. Take care of each other out there. Yeah. Thanks and bye, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds great. I love your sign offs. Pimp, 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 pimp